0: The 90% of people who are double vaccinated, this, wh- why, if we're free now, right, because we're all double vaccinated and we can go and sit in a restaurant and show our little green tick, why is he going to have lockdown powers? Is In your opinion, is this, is Dan going to reach for the lockdown hammer again next, next winter? Because he just said on air a couple of days ago that there will be no more lockdowns in Melbourne. So I don't understand yeah. why these powers are here then.
1: Yeah, that's that's one of the fundamental questions we'll be arguing: is if 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 everything we've done now guarantees our freedom, why do we need it? My suspicion is that this will form the backbone of um, booster jabs. As people who are politically engaged and involved, we are in shock because none of us, in our wildest dreams, thought this this ex- extreme these extreme measures could even be contemplated by a sane and rational government. Seriously.
0: Welcome to another episode of the people's project a regular guest on our show is richard ridden the member for paulworth and uh, an electorate out west of melbourne but he's very in tune with what's happening with the city not only is he coming from us live from parliament house uh, he's now the uh sh- what is your job now richard shadow minister for local government and resources mate. okay I am very concerned about what's happening in Victoria. And it seems your party, the Liberal Party, is as well. Because if people don't know, we have the state of emergency. We've all been living under these temporary powers. Some people have been saying, hey, government doesn't give back power very easily. These things become permanent. Oh, don't be so hyperbolic. Of course, he's just dealing with a pandemic. Well, no, 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 no. It's true, right, Richard? This is now- This is it. This is it. Permanent emergency powers coming for us and, and not not the usual two weeks before the lower house and then two weeks before the upper house. He's about to ram it through Victorian Parliament in what, a week? One day. One day. We haven't
1: actually seen the, the opposition. We are now at, uh, you know, mid morning on the Tuesday. Um, we know that the Greens, the Animal Justice and Fiona Patton have been privy to this legislation in its making for quite some time now. Since no one June, else in July. the parliament. Yeah. yeah. Well, allegedly. We, we don't know because they're not fessing up to it. But um, no, they said know, it. They, beans... they
0: said it. Sorry, sorry, Richard. They did say yeah, they did. June, July. Yeah, I think Samantha Ratnam said it. She She, she spilled the beans. Well,
1: mm-hmm. those guys have been in cahoots with Dan and his clue. We, we believe that most Labor Party backbenchers haven't even seen it yet. Mm-hmm. It's been announced in parliament this morning at nine o'clock. Um, and we won't actually get to see the bill till tomorrow, and the government's going to give us half a day to speak on it, and most members will not get an opportunity to speak on it. This is the most liberty-restricting legislation ever to come to Parliament, and basically what it does, Matt, is it says all the powers that were there under state of emergency Mm. that in theory came to the Parliament now will be transferred by this, uh, December 16th this year, into the hands of one man, one man only, and that's Dan Andrews, <laughs> and he will th- th- get a load of this. Like, this is stuff, you know, there's been a lot of people out there, and I know you've probably spoken to some of them, but, you know, uh, the media wants to call them conspiracy theorists going on mm. about all this stuff. Mm. This is your conspiracy theories writ large. This is the worst legislation on steroids. Daniel Andrews will be able to impose without going to the Parliament, without checking with his Cabinet, without doing anything uh, except waking up in the morning and perhaps um, talking to his wife. That'll be it. And he can um, put orders on all persons, all specified class of persons and all specified persons. And he can select people out and differentiate rules and laws on people and vary his application on a class of person as identified in the Equal Opportunity Act. He can pick out gender, race, hair colour. He can pick out whether you're vaccinated, unvaccinated. He can pick out anything you want to, anything he wants to, he can identify and punish you, and it legislates the penalties. And they're those ridiculous penalties we've seen on, on vaccination mandates of you know, a hundred thousand dollars to businesses that don't do what he says, and twenty or thirty thousand dollars for individuals. No one in Victoria will be able to resist or stand up against this. Um, and 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 I'm quite frankly, I'm in shock today. Like this is at the most extreme end of what anyone imagined pandemic legislation could possibly be presented at.
0: Okay, there's a lot there, Richard. Let's uh, spend five or ten minutes now going through it. So. Everyone should be aware that the Public Health and Wellbeing Act has these emergency powers, which the Chief Health Officer can make all these directions, which he has been making. But now what you're saying is he's going to uh, change that same Public Health and Wellbeing Act, um, ramming it through Parliament right now, so that all of that power now vests in one man in the Premier. He can unilaterally declare a state of emergency. And key to this, Richard, is that he can do it even in the absence of a specified disease or cases for any period of time. He can do this whenever he feels like it.
1: Yep. So what that means, Matt, essentially, and our shadow attorney general highlighted this in the media this morning, there can be a problem in another country Mm. and Dan Andrews can determine that that problem could be a problem here Mm. and therefore bring in the types of powers. Now, the thing is we don't have... uh, to wait for Victorians to try and understand what those powers might mean to our liberties. We've all just lived through it for two years. So if you're currently one of the people that are holding out on vaccines and you're now unemployed, um, you know what the power of this is. If you're someone whose loved ones have passed away or died and you haven't been able to be with them, you understand what this is like. If you're like me and have had kids at school or not at school as the case may be and have really struggled for the last two years with their schooling and education, you know what these powers mean. And if you're a business that has failed and closed up because you haven't been able to trade, you know what this legislation means. This is not a surprise to any Victorian. And quite frankly, I don't care whether you love Labor or you love Liberal or you, you know, one side of the fence or the other. There is no way one man can inflict that much control over the people of Victoria indefinitely, Matt, indefinitely. Yeah, we'll get to that. And people not have worries with it.
0: Look, uh, I don't think anyone should have this power. I don't think you should have it. I don't think I should have it. Um, Okay. so the other thing I wanted to mention is that that written into this bill is that it doesn't just have to be uh, zero cases for a pandemic. And it could be unspecified disease. It actually says a disease of pandemic potential. So this has got shades of that omnibus bill back in the day that um, predicting future crimes. It only has to have the uh, potential to be a pandemic, and then the premier can make, uh, as we've said, a pandemic declaration, it's called, for three months at a time, but he doesn't ever have to come back. There is no sunset date, no, nothing there to stop him doing it, not just for three months, but continually, forever, so we could be another yeah. two years of lockdowns.
1: No, it, uh, it's just mind-boggling that we we have introduced a private members' bill in Parliament this week, which clearly states our position on this type of legislation. There is a general acceptance that in time of a crisis, governments need to move quickly and act quickly. Mm-hmm. But they had, we're, we're suggesting a thirty-day max limit, and the only way that can be extended is through the approval of a special majority of the Parliament. Now, I don't think. Yep. Yeah, that's right. So. I don't think most people can argue that if if the bulk of the parliament across party, you you basically have to have people of all parties agreeing to get something like that through. Now, if that's the case, there's clearly a crisis. Um, And the other thing Victorians have to recall, and particularly those that still think Dan saved them and they're alive today because of what Dan's done to them. Just remember this, you know, our parliamentary democracy is, you know, a, a centuries old concept. It has been through famines and wars and Civil uprisings and riots and and pandemics in the past. And guess what? Our nation continues, and our and the and the concept of Westminster democracy continues. We have never. I mean, you've got to go to some pretty extreme governments to go to a government where all power is vested in just the dictator. I mean, you know, <laughs> there's certain people's names you're not allowed to mention in these types of debates, Matt, because you know it ruins your argument so i'm not going to mention any but just draw your conclusion just go to uh, google and google dictator. Th- which governments have rested all their power in one person
0: all right so also uh, richard you mentioned that that private members bill you're putting up which is which is great uh that is actually a constitution. you're going to write this into the constitution of victoria right correct okay so this is good you're going to make absolutely overriding safeguards for all of us in victoria obviously that's not going to get up though right it's going to fail
1: yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to, to, to see what happens in the upper house. But, you know, once again, if the Greens, Animal Justice and Reason Party follow the government's line, um, yes, it will fail.
0: I, I like your the way that you've done the three-fifths majority because what you've just said is true. If the governments have a majority, everyone agrees, okay, yep, this is serious. We need to lock everyone up in the houses forever. Okay, fine. But right now, all it takes is Fiona Patton to get her injecting rooms. An andy medic to get his dog washing i think that was the thing he got last time I and mean, we still don't know what samantha got
1: and well, the, greens, the greens will be pushing for another national park or or something
0: oh, unbelievable all right so uh there is no limit on the number of times a pandemic declaration may be extended end quote all right what else uh richard we also have what you've just mentioned about classes classes yeah. of people so well, these this is in this is just so people know the um, the premier can declare the pandemic uh, emergency, but the Minister for Health, so to be Martin Foley, he's the one that makes these pandemic orders from then on. He can actually do all the things that we've talked about, locking down detention, require movement, shut down businesses. But key is against the Equal Opportunity Act uh, of 2010, they are they are writing in discrimination into yep. these laws In,
1: into the power of the autocrat and look matt the concern and once again we've lived through this for two years we have seen how this government targets groups you know if, if you're a large uh, multinational supermarket you've traded without any problems if you're a small business person you uh, have been yeah. targeted left right and center yep. if you're a certain particular political group you've been able to run rallies and protests during lockdowns but if you have another particular set of beliefs or ideas you can't run a protest. We've seen some we've seen rock stars from overseas come to funerals but you know a, a tragic little boys tragically killed in a small country town and no one can go to his funeral. We have seen people and families and businesses and religions and political views blatantly targeted blatantly targeted through these last 2 years and this legislation This legislation absolutely enshrines that not only will he be able to continue to do it, but we have seen the way he wages war on groups that he doesn't like. And this allows him to do it regardless of what the Equal Opportunity Act says. I mean, that's I mean, that is just a door open and so wide for bad government and misuse and abuse by a person power hungry. It's just beyond belief and no one should ever agree to it.
0: Yeah, look, I'll do a full rundown of this once we get the full bill tomorrow. But some of the phrases in here about if you you can discriminate based on people's participation in or presence at an event like protesting is going to be out the door. But this kind of arbitrary power is so concerning. I'm thinking with you guys, all right, let's assume you get back the Liberals take over from this autocrat in a year's time. Will you do something to repeal this?
1: Yes, absolutely. It would be one of the first things we'd be repealing.
0: So, how are you? Have to, to, how are you so confident to say that without hesitation? Because you haven't consulted with Matthew. Because guy, we, your leader. This,
1: this is this is so fundamentally wrong. This legislation. Yep. It it it'll be a first order item that will have to change. And okay. and um, you know, I I can't speak for Matthew because this has literally just happened this morning. Yeah. Um, you know, there's more bridge to go, but. The push to have, the outrage from my colleagues late last night when we began learning about this and then this morning, you know, we've been here since seven o'clock this morning at mm. parliament, the outrage and discussion, it's, its I mean, I seriously say as as people who are politically engaged involved, we are in shock because none of us in our wildest dreams thought this this ex, extreme, these extreme measures could even be contemplated by a sane and rational government. Seriously.
0: So- so, so what is what was Matthew Guy's reaction to this? How is he feeling about Because these powers are quite attractive. Once you get into government, this would be very helpful for you to have such carte blanche powers.
1: Do you know what? If you've got to – if you can only maintain your power by identifying people, singling them out and being an autocrat, then, you know, there are other countries better suited to you. Victorians <laughs> cannot, possibly, um, cannot possibly stomach this type of um, – legislation quite frankly it's just it is so ott okay and i'll just give you another example that's happened in my own electorate office and i you know this is this this legislation's almost overrun it but this will give your listeners and viewers an idea of what this government's up to i've had two mass gatherings i'm saying less than 30 people attended my office Mm. on two days in the last two weeks since the last sitting week parliament right my CCTV camera and video footage from my office has been gained by the police and people who have attended their local Member of Parliament's office have been issued $2,000 fines. Now, I, I haven't even had a chance yet to wage war on that problem because that's almost been overrun by the fact that this legislation's getting up. But just think about that. This government is fining people for attending an opposition member of Parliament's office. Now, that is outrageous, and that's under the state of emergency. Those people in my country town who are all good people, they have different, you know, a wide range of views, but there was general discontent with what's going on in Victoria, came to my office, the police have turned up, And it wasn't the local police that fined them. And I know that for a fact. The orders came from Melbourne to issue the fines. And as another whole, Biden, if you've got any great human rights lawyers out in your listenership that would like to take on this case, um, you know, I will be doing all I can to make sure that those good people who've come legitimately with legitimate concerns, their member of parliament's office, get an opportunity to either have their day in court or get their $2,000 fines overturned.
0: So, so thir- 30 or less than 30 people have come to your office to uh, pro- not to protest you or just to talk to you? Well, came to see me.
1: I mean, gee whiz, <laughs> the list of problems that people have in Victoria at the moment, uh, forced unemployment, yeah. um, um, so the- businesses the- failing, kids not at school, there's no shortage of reasons.
0: Yeah, so the police obviously hear about this, they see it, they turn up. Then they have they've seized the CCTV footage from your office to find them.
1: Well, when we say seized, the parliament, the parliament of Victoria, controlled by Daniel Andrews, owns the footage. Uh, I mean, my office is not my office; it's a it's a it's an extent of the parliament. Right, right. So those, they take the footage, right? but but, but the, the, we're currently investigating this now. The footage should be my property and they should ask my permission for the footage, and they haven't. Which you would say no. Absolutely. It is not the government of the day's business who comes to my office to see
0: me. Can I ask about what you've just said, that very small act of civil disobedience there, where you would say, no, you can't have this footage because this is a democracy, they're coming to see the Member of Parliament. How much of this are we going to see in Melbourne, and how much of it, should we see? I, I know you guys, you haven't really wanted to talk about this, but honestly, if you have laws coming in like this, there's nothing left. There's nothing left. If he if is he, going to run us like Cuba, then what, what am I to do? He's telling me that I can't go because for my own personal reasons, I haven't been vaccinated yet. He's telling me on a news conference the other day that I can't shop for shoes and books, mm. shoes yep. and books. Where the hell am I going to get new shoes when these run out? I just have to go online, I guess um well it's not only that you can't have employment and you can't go to weddings and you can't go to funerals
1: and under this legislation that he wants to bring on the 16th a class of person that visits an opposition member's office will be up for these fines i mean so, we're, we're so not imagining this is not imagine these are not imagined problems matt hmm. these are problems victorians are living through now and it's going to be enshrined in legislation once this passes, with the help of the Greens, Animal Justice and Reason Party, there will be no more review from Parliament unless we change the government, because this will be locked in and that man will continue to do this, wielding his power on people who don't agree with him. And it's just wrong on so many levels.
0: What is your take on uh, so? Or on the civil di- disobedience question? People are going to have to just have a haircut hairdresser come over their house illegally right i mean what what do we do
1: well I, I also have a view walking around both my own community and and here in melbourne over the last two days since i've been down for parliament it, not everybody there's a lot of people ignoring the rules and i've always had a view on legislation that if legislation is so bad that people willfully actively and continually ignore the rules then there's something wrong with the rule because it's impossible to enforce. And, in fact, I just had a call uh, before we went to air uh, from a constituent driving back to my electorate. There was an army roadblock this morning checking for people's, um, why why they were going and where they were going and what they're up to. Now, A, what the hell are we using the army for that for? The Commonwealth, um, the Federal,
0: the Army. The yeah, rural. but
1: with with Victoria help assisting Victoria Police, checking people's um, papers, whether yeah. they were leaving Melbourne. So it was pulling over to see whether people were um, uh, travelling in, into my country electorate from Melbourne. I mean, who would have thought, seriously, two years ago, who would have thought you'd be issued $2,000 fines for visiting a Member of Parliament and you'd have the Army and the police doing roadblocks to see where you live and what you're doing and why you're going somewhere? I mean, I went to Russia, Siberia 10 years ago and saw the old road stop blocks. Mm. It's just I mean, I I just can't believe it.
0: What's the solution? What's the solution here between now and November next year when we have an opportunity to elect you and then for you to undo all of this as you've promised, shall we say? uh, What is the solution between now and then if this passes?
1: Well, if it passes, there is no solution. It will be the law and Victorians will have be be subjected to this, um, and and quite frankly, those conscientious objectors, there's conscientious objectors and and genuine you know objectors for a variety of reasons. This concept that anyone who doesn't want to be vaccinated is some sort of crazy rebel—that's just not a fair, um, you know. Uh, the contact I've had—it's young mums. I'd say there's more young women involved in in sort of having concerns about it. And it, it's perfectly okay to have a concern, but the government's locking you out of society now for, you know, they've said till the end of 2022. So, um, you know, th- these are real concerns that people have. And um, with this legislation in, this will continue and there will be no solution until an election.
0: An election. Okay. And can I just put it this will be I'll, a big with- issue. Let's put the vaccination issue aside then for a second. And let's just talk about the general the 90% of people who are double vaccinated. This why if we're free now, right, because we're all double vaccinated and we can go and sit in a restaurant and show our little green tick. Why is he going to have lockdown powers? Is in your opinion, is this is Dan going to reach for the lockdown hammer again next next winter? Because he just said on air a couple of days ago that there will be no more lockdowns in Melbourne. So I don't understand why these powers are here then.
1: Yeah, that's that's one of the fundamental questions we'll be arguing: is if, if if everything we've done now guarantees our freedom, why do we need it? My suspicion is that this will form the backbone of um, booster jabs, and so oh, this course. whole yeah. this whole bureaucracy that's now you know we're forced, we're not letting people decide their own uh, health options here going forward. We are saying that business will continue to bear the cost of managing this for the government. And that's with the check-ins and sign-ins. And the government, this legislation will allow them to say, you know, probably starting in January, February, if you haven't had your booster shot, you join the unvaccinated. Out the door you go. So this will be this will be the big uh, clanger going forward. And look, I've got to say too with these... Um, Passports and things we've got now. I mean, I got my office to help me figure out how to put it on my phone. Mm. But there's a whole raft of people who are struggling to to figure it out. I haven't even been able to link the two things together, so I've got to go to two lots of screens. Mm. Um, but the amount of older people across my electorate who either don't have computers, don't have uh, modern phones. A whole raft of things are really terrified at the moment because how do they? You know, they're worried they can't go to a funeral. They're worried they won't be able to go to church on Sunday because they Mm -hmm. can't um, access this information. It's just, it's just causing so much unnecessary grief. Um, And even as I said, people who want to be compliant and do the right thing, they're struggling. And this this legislation will ensure that that struggle goes on. And that and what Victorians have to realise, Matt. Is there is a clear contrast. Look across the Murray River into New South Wales. December one, all this is irrelevant. All this proving who you are and what you are and what you do and how you do it, it's all out the window. They're back to normal. And we just we're just going from bad to worse here.
0: <clears throat> should should I flee to uh, back to Sydney from where where I came? Richard?
1: Well, I guess you can, Matt, because we're good at Zoom now, so I'll still be able to talk to you. But um it would be uh Well, it's a a serious question because, you know, take the shearing industry, a big part of big, important industry in my electorate. Um, There's not a shearer to be found in Victoria. They've all gone to New South Wales Mm. and South Australia. They're leaving here because, Mm. you know, that industry, for whatever reason, is is really worried about it. Um, And, you know, people in hospitality, all sorts of skilled people who, you know, just because you might just because you might have concerns about vaccination doesn't mean you don't have a job and you're not gainfully employed and you're not a sensible, talented, skillful person that we need but, here in Victoria. Well, and
0: Richard, forget, sure forget vaccination. Forget vaccination. There are so many people contacting me saying I moved last week. There's people calling me now because of this legislation. Say I'm double vaccinated, but I'm going to Sydney where they'll respect my double vaccination, not put a new lockdown on me next year. Yeah. I don't think people realise that's what's going to happen next year. And cut even my if- identity
1: papers around.
0: Yeah, I think we're all going to be locked down again next year. Vaccinated or not? Well, th- the potential
1: exists. The potential exists. Um, I, I can't see why he's going to do it, but it's it's more the continuing dividing of people, Matt, and that's what I'm most concerned about. It's if you don't agree, you're wrong. If you don't agree with the government, you're at fault. If you don't agree with the government, the problems are caused by you, and that's just such a dangerous place for government to to, to find itself in and such a dangerous way to manage a society. I was with a, a group group of traders in one of the suburbs in Melbourne yesterday talking about this. And, and it was uh, someone who offered optometry services. She just spoke about the fear of, of particularly older people about coming out. They're worried about mm. their safety. And, mm. and she said people are going to have accidents at home because they're not getting their eyes checked. They're not getting their new prescriptions. In fact, she said in a lot of cases, people have sat on or broken or dropped their glasses and they're wearing broken eyewear because they're too scared To come out and get it fixed and that shouldn't be the way people should be feeling enlightened they should feel that um that things are under control and they've been vaccinated Mm. their chances of having great problems are, are severely diminished and that they can go about life and start enjoying life and not living in fear
0: okay so last question before i let you go uh i need to ask you about the election a lot of people ask me this question, and I haven't figured out yet whether there is some validity to suspended elections or whether we should knock that on the head. Is there a mechanism in your in your understanding under which Dan Andrews could potentially say, look, it's a pandemic, it's an emergency, we need to delay the election, or is that you can't do that?
1: Um, well, that's a question without notice, and I don't mm. know the answer. Um, Neither do I. Um, my, my, <laughs> my, my, my My first inclination is to say, Until this legislation appeared today, I would have said, um, no, our elections are locked in stone. I imagine there would, I mean, there are things you can imagine that could occur on the eve of an election that would cause a problem. The issue that we would have, I suspect, in the Victorian context is that we have pre-polling and early polling. So, Mm. you know, we sort of have a two- to three-week election period anyway. So the event that would have to cause a suspension would have to occur... Prior to that. So I imagine there's some provision. I imagine this suggested legislation um, would certainly assist in that because you can pretty much do whatever he likes. Whether yeah, there is it a- suspends. The reason why I ask is
0: I've got CEOs on LinkedIn, CEOs of businesses contacting me saying, hey, we're running a business here. I'm going to open up a fifth site. Can he potentially change, suspend this election? Because then we just, we're not going to to open any more sites. We're going to move to other states. So, serious question. Do you, that was the bells. Do you need to run into parliament?
1: Oh, no, it's actually the upper house, but it's probably ruining your broadcast. That's that's
0: right. Well, uh, Richard, thank you for joining us. Uh, I am shocked as you are. I can't believe we're having this, this conversation. This is ludicrous. This is I, – I can't yeah. believe it. it I'm, I'm lost The message it. I get
1: out to your viewers and listeners, Matt, is they've got to share this far and wide. They've got to raise it with their friends, and they've got to get the message out. They've all lived through it. So there's no imagining what it causes. But if you don't think what we've been doing for the last two years is the right way – to, to manage things when you, when you on the balance of the way other states have managed and what other people have done, if you want a better way to do it in Victoria, what this government plans to do this week and next week in the upper house will be to entrench that way of living here in Victoria.
0: Well, if you're going to make this a campaign promise next year when you're running for election, I think that'll be a winner. Just repeal this and people will vote for you. Uh, and can we also please remember in closing that Victoria has the worst outcomes with the most deaths, the most infections, the most highest infection rate. We have the biggest hospital waiting times. We have the 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 worst well, outcomes, entry. the longest lockdowns, the most people fleeing the state, the highest debt. Why are we giving the this man deaths. Why would we give him more power to do more of the same? Come on, people. Wake up, Australia.
1: Wake up, Victoria.
0: Lovely to see you, Richard. Good luck. Keep fighting for us. Good.
1: Thanks, mate.